Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hi, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group, and welcome to the BG Podcast. Our guest today is Alyssa Nolan, the Executive Director of the Texas Hemp Coalition. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thank you for having me, AJ. I really appreciate it. All right. We're doing this virtually, just kind of adapting to the, the new normalization of a, a podcast recording, but usually we'll have, have you meet at our office downtown, but love to, glad we're able to facilitate this online. Yeah. Social distancing. You know, we've got to practice it. We've got to yeah. do our duty. Very, very, for sure. So let's just get to it. So, you know, can you describe the, what is the, you know, the mission and the founding kind of principles of the Texas Hemp Coalition? The Texas Hemp Coalition is a 501c6 nonprofit. We haven't officially um, established our legitimate organization yet. What we're doing right now is we are vetting potential members who are going to be involved in the Texas hemp industry, whether that's a grower, a processor, a manufacturer, somebody in the retail space. for our founding board member thoughts. We have seen through you know, this past legislative session when we worked on the bill uh, to the rulemaking process that there are a lot of organizations that are popping up out there and, and yes, they're all doing great things and they're commodity based, but there is this space that's lacking of kind of a premier nonprofit that's focused more on advocacy and education, but also has a networking component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Our goal is to find reputable um, individuals in the hemp industry that we feel are going to be there from the beginning to the end. Uh, You know, a lot of people call this, the hemp revolution, a gold rush. And everybody wants to get in, they want to make their money and some of them want to get out. And you know, that's fine. We're welcoming everyone, but we are trying to identify who do we think are going to be the leaders in the hemp industry? Who is going to be out there that will be a good voice for us? Because we understand that, policy is huge when it comes to this ag commodity. We wouldn't be able to grow hemp in the state of Texas if it wasn't for the legislation that we passed um, during this past legislative session. Yeah, and that was HB, I'm sorry, HB 1325? Yes, HB 1325 by Representative Tracy King. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for him, we would definitely not have this. He's been there with us from the beginning. So that's what we're trying to do as a coalition is to even the other commodity groups that are out there to let them come underneath our umbrella and say, Hey, we're going to be the voice of advocacy in the state of Texas, not only in the Texas house and the Senate, but with statewide elected officials and their agencies, such as the department of agriculture, state and health human services. And then also with our research universities, Texas A&M AgriLife is going to have a huge, um, you know, voice in this, as well as other universities across the state of Texas that will be involved in finding what seeds work and in which region of the state of Texas where we can actually grow hemp. Uh, we're still in the research and development process. So that's what we're wanting to do is just be this premier group of individuals that can be a voice for the hemp industry so that we can continue to grow. I get it. Now let's go, what about your background too? Because you, you have a pretty strong um, ag background. Yes. I do. Um, So I grew up in a really small town in East Texas, Gilmer, about 4,500 people. I grew up on a cattle ranch, a Hereford operation. So I grew up showing cattle and my family still has our ranch. And um, I was really involved in FFA and I became a state FFA officer, which is kind of cool. It's like think of 60,000 plus FFA members and you're one of 10 
that, that represents the state. Farmers of America. Yes, Future Farmers of America. So from that, I decided to go to Texas A&M, Gigum, Aggies, and I got my degree in agricultural leadership and development with a minor in horticulture. And then from there, I went to Texas Tech University and got my master's in agricultural communications. So two ag degrees, ag background, um, FFA and cattle girl. So it's exciting to be able to be involved in an industry where I'm representing farmers and ranchers that I've known my entire life. It's a passion, but it's also fun to be able to work in it and represent those people. Definitely. And so switching to kind of the, the state of things now, last week, I think on the, was the last, was last Wednesday, we're recording on the 19th, last Wednesday, the Texas, Par of Texas Department of Ag released the, or opened up the applications, all right, for, for uh, hemp cultivation. So they actually opened up the applications on March 16th, and I believe that was Monday of this week. Okay. So they opened up applications for a producer's license, a lot crop permit, which is basically like your growing permit, which includes, you know, your coordinates of where you're going to be actually growing your hemp. And then also a handler's license, and that's for ind individuals that are harvesting the hemp or could be transporting the hemp. And then also sampling licenses for the individuals that will be actually taking the samples of the hemp plant to be sent to a laboratory. So all of those applications are currently live on the Texas uh, Department of Agriculture's website, which is texasagriculture.gov. Um, they've got a little hemp section that you can click on. They've got great FAQs on there, links to all the applications. They have an orientation video that um, they require you to watch before you actually apply for the permit so that you know which permit to or license to apply for, and then kind of how the program will work through the agency. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're, I didn't know the kind of this full sweep of the uh, licenses they had available right now. So they're really contemplating all the different parts of this industry, potential or this industry to come. Right. Yes, because there are, I mean, there's a lot of middlemen in this, you know, it's not just the farmer and the processor and the retailer, it's the farmer, the, the guys who are selling you your seeds, you know, that seed has to be on an approved list through the Department of Agriculture. And it's also the handlers and the transportation, the testing. I mean, there's a lot to it. And they've done a wonderful drop in really seeing, you know, how is this going to work for our state? taking the advice from USDA and other states that have already been growing hemp and have successful programs. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of given the state of things right now, how do you, feel, how do you see or could foresee COVID-19 impacting all this? Even it changes by the day. <laughs> right. It changes every day. So I will say something about the agriculture industry is that, you know, it's been around for how many, how long, forever? I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> be able to eat or you wouldn't have the clothes on your back without agriculture. And our farmers are resilient and they're still out there every day doing their job, you know. And I know that right now there is a letter that's hopefully going to the governor that is asking him to say that agriculture is an essential business in the state of Texas because, you know, we're in the harvesting season for some crops and you know what about the produce industry so with hemp being an upcoming crop that you will be planting this summer depending on how long we're supposed to be quarantining or social distancing that could potentially i don't see it affecting it but it could potentially affect the individuals that are out there that are helping plant this seed into the mm -hmm. ground 
um, depending on the rules of what is it, 10 or more groups of people. So yeah, I don't, I don't see it being an issue, but you know, we're, we've all said that it's the wild west hemp and, you know, nobody really knows what to expect. We're all learning. So I guess Mm -hmm. we'll just take it day by day. Um, but I do know the department of agriculture has been working really diligently through all of this, um, coronavirus implications and that they're staying up to date with everything. They've been on time. Uh, they're answering calls for any individual that's out there applying for a license. So let's hope that COVID doesn't uh, implicate us too long so that we can grow some hemp. Yeah. Yes. And then regardless, uh, you know, the government's still going to continue and, you know, we're about, we're a little over half a year, a little over six months away from the next legislative session in Texas and yeah. 20 in January, 2021. Um, we'll have bill or pre pre filing of bills starting in the uh, late fall, October, November. Mm-hmm. You, what do you expect, if anything, to come in terms come by way of legislation for, around hemp uh, this session? Given it's so new, right? The policy is passed. Right. Rulemaking was what last month. Yeah, the ab- the application's out now. Um, do you foresee any any thing coming out this session, or maybe it's something you're going to watch for for twenty twenty three? So I think for the this next session, 2021, is that we're going to be focusing on cleanup language of the legislation HB 1325 that we did pass. And that's with any piece of legislation that has been passed, you know, in legislative sessions. But, you know, we had to make a lot of compromises uh, with the House and the Senate. And it in some people's eyes, they would look at it as a heavy regulated piece of legislation that, you know, the agencies kind of had their hands tied and how they're having to write the rules because what our problem was is that we not only do we have the legislation that we had to use to put into the rules but also we had the usda and we were waiting on usda to send down their rules to the state of texas Mm -hmm. and we had to pass our legislation before we knew what their rules looked like so now that we have usda rules and i will say that we did put a lot of caveats in our legislation that you know let's say if usda came out with a certain rule that we would be able to you know basically just go underneath what they have to say and follow those rules so i think what will happen is we'll look and see how do our rules um, differentiate from USDA, make sure that we're on the same page as them so that we can regulate the same because USDA made it very, very, very clear that they want all states to be very similar. They don't want anyone to be different. In Texas, our legislation is a little more stringent. So I think just making it to where we're not putting too much pressure on the farmer to where we're making them pay too much for testing. Uh, that's where a lot of the money is going is how much that it has to be tested. And we don't want to make it to where farmers can't grow this crop because we see it as a diversified crop that you can add to whatever else you're growing in your farm, whether that be a vineyard or it's cotton, um, wheat, sorghum, whatever it is. We want to see it add to other people's farms, but we also want to make sure that they're not losing any money. Mm-hmm. But we understand that we're still learning in the process. So I think just language cleaning up certain sections to where we're helping the farmer out and then we're helping businesses so that our economy can grow. We don't want to hurt anyone. And I think that's just going to come from seeing how this first growing season goes um, and then learning from kind of like maybe the mistakes that we made or things that we weren't aware of. Um, Yeah. So it's just going to depend, I guess, maybe 
September, October, we'll kind of know how we feel about it. And I know that TDA is going through the sunset right now. Um, I don't think that hemp is going to be a part of that, but it's kind of a good opportunity for us to say, hey, this is how this program works for us through, you know, rulemaking to applications to growing to sampling to testing and harvesting to, you know, testing the batches of CBD oil um, through the Department of State and Health Services rules. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of go from there and see what we need to do. Great. And then for any folks who companies or individuals, private individuals who want to get engaged with the coalition, what's the best way for them to do that? We have developed the Texas Hemp Coalition, like I said, as a way for everyone involved in the Texas hemp industry to connect. Um, our group was founded from a lot of the individuals that really had a hand in writing the legislation and passing the legislation, as well as having partnerships with you know, the state agencies, Texas A&M AgriLife, Texas uh, Farm Bureau. And what we're doing right now is looking for our founding board members. And then after we have those board members, then we'll welcome other membership levels. And if you're interested in being a member of the Texas Hemp Coalition, you can visit www.texashempcoalition.org. Uh, there is a contact form where you can fill out your information and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Um, we're going through that process right now and keeping a Rolodex of individuals that we feel like are going to be leaders in the industry. Our goal is to help connect you to reputable seed sources, reputable transplant sources, reputable harvesters, anybody across the industry that we feel are legitimate and that we can trust. That's what we want to do is be here for those people and our farmers to make sure that they're not losing money, that they're being smart so that they can have a successful business. Very good. All right, Alyssa Nolan, Executive Director of the Texas Hemp Coalition. Thank you for your time and uh, stay safe. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.